Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Now, it is the challenge to become willing to give up comfort and if and when necessary to accept being made uncomfortable. Now, the reason why this challenges us in the area of our faith, dear ones, is at least twofold. The first reason is because for many of us, we give a high priority and we place a high value on the level of comfort and ease that we experience. Yes, we place a high priority on comfort. It is up there. On the, uh, on, on the Richter scale of our lives, comfort is up there. Yeah. We have car, if our, we want our cars to float, to drive like they're floating on air. We want our food to be as fast as humanly possible and still taste incredible. Yeah. And we want our phones to do everything from keep us connected to our friends to telling us what is happening in the world right now, this minute, to then being able to tell us where we need to go and how we need to get there precisely. We want comfort. Amen. We value comfort. Amen. And so we place a high priority on things like comfort and ease and speed and access. And we want very little, if anything at all whatsoever, to do with things like having to say no to things. Or having to experience delayed gratification. Or having to wait on things. Lord have mercy. Please don't use that four letter word no more. Wait. Please don't use that for you. Pass the field. Stop cussing. Stop cussing up in the church because you're wrong. And the Lord don't like it. Using that word, the W word. Wait. We value comfort. And so this, what the Lord says here, it challenges us. 
Because the Lord is challenging this man and us here today. How willing are you to be made uncomfortable for the Lord? How willing are you to give up comfort or give up a measure of your comfort in order to serve the Lord? Lord have mercy. The other thing, the other reason why this challenges us, dear ones, is because it challenges us to exercise our faith and believe that God is in control of things even in those times where our comfort is taken away from us. It challenges us to believe that God is still in control. And And so the things that happen... It might not be good, but it is for my good. And we've got to believe that. But there was back back in Matthew, the 8th chapter, because notice notice what Jesus says. Let's look again at what the Lord says. He says, foxes have holes and the birds have nests. Now, the reason why the Lord is able to so definitively and so decisively say that each and every fox that exists will be, will be able to find a hole somewhere where they will be able to set up and then establish their home in and that each and every bird that is alive will be able to find a place that is suitable for them where they will then be able to build and construct and establish their nest in the reason why Jesus is able to say that dear ones is because based upon what we are told in scripture Jesus is the architect of all of these things and he has sovereignly designed it to be that way he can say definitively I know each and every fox that exists in the world will have a hole that he can make a home in And each and every bird that is flying around in the sky right now or walking on the face of the earth will be able to find a place that is suitable for them to construct their nest in. I know it because I made it that way. But if those things be true, dear ones, then we have to conclude and concede that Jesus not having a place of his own was not by chance but by choice. Amen. Amen. Lord have mercy. Jesus not having a place of his own was not by chance or coincidence. It was by choice. Because Jesus not having a place of his own was by choice because he chose to live somewhat of a nomadic lifestyle. Amen. Because he did not want anything to distract him or hinder him or encumber him or prevent him from being able to fully focus his efforts and his attention on accomplishing the mission and the task that God the Father had sent him to accomplish, which was to redeem man back to God. Jesus did not want anything to encumber him, anything to distract him, anything to, de- to deter him from being able to accomplish the will of God that he had for his life. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Yes. And so Jesus willingly and voluntarily chose to forego and go without certain comforts in order to be able to fully focus on accomplishing God's will for his life. Amen. Dear ones, Amen. 
have we come to the place in our own lives where accomplishing the will of God that he has for our lives is so important to you that you are that you will become willing to give up certain comforts in order to be able to accomplish it. Have you got there yet? Are you even on the road? Are you even trying to get there? To where accomplishing the will of God for your life is so important to you. You, you, you it's so important. It's become, it's become your passion. It's become your focus. It has so much of your attention. It becomes, it becomes something that you begin to dwell upon. And it has gotten to the point in your life where it is so important to you that you will willingly, not God has to come take it from you, you will willingly give up certain comforts in order to be able to accomplish it. If God came to you and said the money that you have been saving for that next pair of tennis shoes or that next suit or that next thing, whatever, I want you to take that money and give it to this ministry. Would you be willing to do it? If God came to you and said, instead of you going on a vacation to the Bahamas, I want you to go down and vacation in Mexico and help build shelters down there. Would you do it? If God came to you and said, this is what I want you to do. Instead of you focusing, your, focusing all of your efforts and your energies in your school and in your preparation to study to do this, I want you instead to go in this direction. Would you do it? How willing are we to allow, uh, to allow ourselves to give up our comforts in order to serve the Lord? And how willing are we to be made uncomfortable, if only for a period of time, in order to accomplish God's will? This is probably one of the tightest messages I have preached in a long, long time. Because this challenges each and every one of us right where we are right now. It challenges us. How committed am I really to Jesus? I know when times get tough, I call on him. I know when times are hard, I call on him. But what about when I'm in the midst of my comfort? What about when everything is going good for me and I got it all together and things, the money is flowing and the health is good and the family is blessed and all this other stuff and God steps into my world and says, I want this from you. How willingly do I give it to him? Or does he have to come and pry it out of my hands? Does he have to come and bend my fingers backwards and make me say uncle before I will allow him to have his way in my life? Lord have mercy. So, so, so Jesus says, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. I ain't got a place to lay my head. How do you, are you willing to become uncomfortable? for me in order to do my will and so dear ones have we come to the point where as I said we are willing to become uncomfortable in order to serve the Lord or is comfort still here we go now is comfort still the master in your life that it once was Jesus said it this way he said no man can serve two masters Comfort still the master 
or have you given that position to me yet? We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to The Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. How willingly do I give it to him? Or does he have to come and pry it out of my hands? Does he have to come and bend my fingers backwards and make me say uncle before I will allow him to have his way in my life? Lord have mercy. So, so, so Jesus says foxes have holes. Birds have nests. I ain't got a place to lay my head. How do you, are you willing to become uncomfortable? for me in order to do my will and so dear ones have we come to the point where as I said we are willing to become uncomfortable in order to serve the Lord or is comfort still here we go now is comfort still the master in your life that it once was Jesus said it this way he said no man can serve two masters is comfort still the master or have you given that position to me yet notice what the Lord says hold your finger here in Matthew 8 let's turn real quick into Matthew the 10th chapter notice what the Lord says there Matthew the 10th chapter starting at verse 37 and this is in red so I think Jesus said this I think that's what it means when it's in red I think that's they, they taught me that in theology school, you know, seminary. They, if it's red, that means Jesus said it. So that's, that's in red, so I think Jesus said this. Verse 37 of Matthew, the 10th chapter. He that loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life, you focus on your life, focus on your stuff. He that finds his life will lose it. And he that loses his life, you stop focusing on your stuff and you start focusing on what I want for you and my will for you. He that loses his life for my sake, that person will find it. You'll find the life that you desperately want. You'll find the enjoyment, the satisfaction, the fulfillment that you crave for but you will not find it in your comforts 
you will find it in seeking my will. Lord have mercy. Back in Matthew. Back in Matthew, the eighth chapter. We just dealt with the first challenger. This Jesus is not even done dealing with this man. But then another man comes up. He, he sees Jesus interacting with his other fellow. And so he steps forward at this time. And that's what we're told in verse 21. It says, and another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. And so Jesus is just finishing dealing with this first person that he then finds himself having to address another man who has come to him with some issues that he has of his own that center around personal family matters. So Jesus is now dealing with an issue that a man has that address certain personal family matters that he has. Now, as we take into account what Luke says about this, because Luke talks about this very same incident in his gospel, but Luke gives us a little bit better picture of what's going on with this guy. So hold your finger here in Matthew, and let's all turn to Luke, the ninth chapter. In fact, we might be able to just stay in Luke, the ninth chapter, because we're going to go back there again later on. But in Luke, the ninth chapter, dear ones, notice what Luke says that this man says. Luke, the ninth chapter, looking at verse 59 and 60. Notice what it says. And he said, and he said unto another, follow me. So Jesus says unto this man, follow me. But he, this man says to Jesus, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And so Luke helps us to see that what is happening here is in reality, Jesus has, has, has said to this man, follow me. The same thing he said to Peter. The same thing he said to John. The same thing he said to James. Follow me. So Jesus is giving this same invitation to this man. But this man responds to the invitation that Jesus has given to him by saying, allow me to go and first bury my father. And so... This man responds to the Lord's call by saying that there are some family matters that he would like to be allowed to attend to. And then after that is done, he will then come and follow Jesus. Now there there are a couple things that we want to take note of from what we see here in this text. One thing is that this man, what this man is saying here is not necessarily out of line or fundamentally wrong. What he is saying and what he is asking is not out of line and it is not fundamentally wrong because the issue of a person honoring their father and their mother was a fundamental tenet that the Lord himself had already established in the law of Moses. He says in the law of Moses, you shall honor your father and your mother. And then Paul added on to that by saying, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the earth. And so what he's saying is not necessarily out of line or fundamentally wrong. But another thing that we want to see, dear ones, is that as you read what this man is actually saying and you begin to look at it in different Bible translations, um, it gives to us a better picture of what he's asking. Because the Living Bible reads what this man is saying like this. The Living Bible says that this man says to Jesus, Sir, when my father is dead, then... I will follow you. 
And the Amplified Bible reads it this way. He read, the Amplified Bible says that he responded to Jesus' invitation to follow him by saying to Jesus, Lord, let me first go and care for my father until he dies. And then I will follow you. And so what you have here is this man actually asking the Lord for a type of delayed enrollment and a deferred participation into the plans and the purposes of God. Let me go and do this other stuff first and then I'll come and follow you. Let me go and take care of these other things first and then I'll be your disciple. And thirdly, dear ones, this point is brought home even more clearly to us by taking note of the order of prioritization that this man says. Because his request to the Lord, he says, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And so he places a higher priority on him being able to do this than he does upon him responding to the call that Jesus has given to him. And it is in seeing what this man says here and what he is doing that we are now introduced to the next challenger of our faith. And dear ones, that challenger involves the challenge of proper prioritization. The challenge of proper prioritization. That challenge, dear ones, involves placing things in their proper order in our lives. And determining what things in my life do I need to focus in on and what things need to be set aside for a time, if not set aside permanently. And deciding what things need to get more of my time, more of my attention and more of my focus and what things need to get less of it. The challenge of proper prioritization What things need to get your focus? What things need to get less of your focus? What things need to have a higher priority? What things need to begin to take a back seat? Lord have mercy. And so, dear ones, it is because of the unhealthy bend that each and every one of us have within us because of our fallen natures. We all have an unhealthy bend in us. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know some of us have bad backs like me, so you got a kind of a tilt to the side or you kind of stoop. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the unhealthy bend that all of us had because of our fallen natures that we were born with. Because of the unhealthy bend that we all have, dear ones, we all have the tendency to want to focus in on and prioritize in our lives those things that are most beneficial to us, that are the most pleasing, the most satisfying, and the most gratifying to us, and that in our minds, you can't live without. Y'all don't like me today. Y'all don't not, you do not like me today. You, 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 you thought I was mean when I was just talking about the, the challenge of the other challenger. This challenger, the, after the Lord's death, the next challenger to our faith, the other one just steps back and he says, this, this is a big one. He says, this one, the challenge of proper prioritization. What do you place first? Who do you place first? 
Who gets your time? If the Lord and this other thing were standing there calling your name, who would get your focus? And which direction would you move? The challenge of proper prioritization. It's easy to say, Lord, you have my whole heart. Lord, you have my whole soul. Lord, you are my everything. It's easy to say that because that other thing ain't calling you right now. Amen. Amen. That other thing is not calling on you. But if that thing, whatever it is, called you, how would you respond? Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's word in order to find a word for life.